0: You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities. Thanks for tuning in to Mining Stock Education. I'm your host, Bill Powers. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about one of the two things that we're told all of us have to deal with in life that is death and taxes. Well, my guest today is currently finding a way to get around at least one of those things, that being taxes. Although he's a US citizen, he recently moved down to Puerto Rico where they have some amazing tax incentives uh, for traders and uh, business people. You're gonna be learning about that today. And I recently got in contact with and introduced to Alan Reiser. He is a listener of the show. He is a full-time self-employed day trader who also invests in mining stocks. And so you're gonna be hearing firsthand testimony of why he moved down to Puerto Rico and how that is benefiting his finances and day trading. So Alan, welcome onto the show.
1: Hey, Bill, thanks for having me. It's really a pleasure. And uh, your pronunciation of Puerto Rico is much better than mine. So you're already a step ahead of me. Yeah, two, <laughs>
0: two years of Spanish in high school and one year in college, although I probably still sound like a gringo. But, uh, you know, my angriest day, I was thinking about this in preparation for this interview, my angriest day of the year is probably either when my accountant tells me what my tax bill is gonna be, which happened recently, or back when I used to prepare my own taxes, when I would see that final number in TurboTax and I'd ask the kids to go outside and play just because I was so upset about what I had to pay the government. And, you know, as we believe, we're in a precious metals and commodity bull market and we're expecting to make a lot of money in the mining stocks. And in our own country, we're looking at Democrat leadership in Washington, which usually means higher taxes. Uh, When we spoke on the phone recently, I was jealous of you. So I wanted to bring you on the show so you could share with my listeners why you moved down and perhaps this interview would be an inspiration and maybe lead somebody else down there that could benefit from what you've discovered. So let's start off with getting a little background on yourself. Uh, Who are you and what's your investing trading like and what brought you to the place that you moved to Puerto Rico?
1: Okay, well, uh, I've been a full-time day trader uh, since around uh, late 2007, and I got my start out of college. I was working for a large proprietary trading firm uh, based in Miami, uh, where I was at for about 10 years uh, until I left in early 2018 to go it on my own, and uh, that was around the time that the idea of actually moving to Puerto Rico became something that I seriously considered because... Uh, like you, I also am not a fan of paying taxes. <laughs> and uh, I certainly understand um, your frustrations. Um, you know, it wasn't my intent to make you uh, jealous when we spoke. <laughs> um, so I'm sorry for that, but uh, <laughs> yes, I do understand uh, how that feels. Uh, so yes, uh, so back then that's when I decided to also explore the opportunities that was that were here in Puerto Rico. Uh, and like you, I did I also did uh, you know, uh, did think that we were getting into a commodities bull cycle, and that's when I started really delving into this world, watching uh, channels like yours, and really learning about the industry, and kind of splitting uh, my my brain, so to speak, between the trading world and the investing world, and uh, you know, going deep down that rabbit hole, so to speak.
0: So what specifically is the program that allows you and just give a high level overview of the benefits that you get down there?
1: Yeah. Um, So basically, um, the way it works is that uh, Puerto Rico is not a state, right? It's a territory of the United States. So uh, it doesn't fall under the U.S. income tax. And uh, so by moving to Puerto Rico and becoming a resident, a full time resident of Puerto Rico, um, you're no longer under the IRS purview. Uh, now, the people who live here, the Puerto Rican people, they do pay taxes. They pay uh, a pretty significant income tax, uh, I would say comparable to the, um, to the taxes that we pay in the U.S., but they pay those taxes uh, not to the IRS, but to the government of Puerto Rico. So uh, in theory, if Puerto Rico were to become a state today, uh, it would be by far the highest tax state in the country. And so what the, what the government of Puerto Rico uh, has done to try to encourage capital investment uh, for, you know, for, for people like myself and people much larger than myself, uh, John Paulson famously came here a while ago and he's done a lot of development here. Um, so what, what, the, what the government of Puerto Rico did to try to attract that capital investment was say that if you come here under this program, which is now called Act 60, uh, and you meet certain requirements in how you generate your income, whether that be through business or through investing or trading, uh, they will exempt you from taxes in Puerto Rico for, I believe it's 15 or 20 years. I forget the exact term, but it's, it's, you have a contract. It's stated uh, exactly what the terms of that contract are. It can't be breached legally. Um, And so that, that, that's the the deal that they're offering.
0: Now now the Democrats have talked about making uh, Puerto Rico a, State. So would that change everything
1: overnight for you? Yeah, well, uh, in theory, if Puerto Rico were to become a state, I think that would effectively end the program immediately. Uh, because while you would still be exempt from taxes to the government of Puerto Rico, uh, as per your contract, that says nothing about uh, the IRS's ability to tax you. Uh, however, it doesn't keep me up at night. I, I, I know it's been kind of a, a political you know, element lately that's been in the wind, it's been talked about. Uh, Frankly, I think it's been talked about for years, and I don't think it's happening. Um, You know, if it does, you know, we cross that bridge when we get to it. But um, I imagine that even if it did, it probably would take years for this, you know, process. I mean, I don't know how a state becomes a state. You know, I'm not old enough to remember when Hawaii became the 50th state. Uh, But I imagine it's, it's quite a process. So I, I don't worry about that too much.
0: And is this program open to anybody worldwide that could come there? Come
1: to Well, any American. I any mean, if American. you're not an American, it doesn't apply to you anyway. Right. Um, yeah. So any American can do it. Uh, I think the only restriction is that you cannot uh, have been a Puerto Rican resident in the past. So, you know, if you were born in Puerto Rico, grew up in Puerto Rico, moved to the U.S. two years ago, you can't move back to Puerto Rico and expect to have this benefit. But other than that, I think pretty much anybody qualifies.
0: And how does this for business owners lower business taxes too, right?
1: Yes. So um, you know, these would this would be something to talk about more in detail with uh, an attorney, which you know we'll get to that. Uh, but basically, if you come as an investor like myself, uh, you don't pay any capital gains tax, which is effectively all of my income. Uh, whereas if you come as a business owner, say you Bill wanted to move your business to Puerto Rico, uh, which you could. Uh, you would pay, I believe it's a four percent corporate tax rate. Uh, yes, four percent, I believe. Um, the only thing is that the nature of your business, uh, it would have to be that you are exporting services uh, from the island. So, for example, running your you could run your business from Puerto Rico and that would be considered exporting services and therefore would fall under those tax laws, whereas you can't come here and you know, sell stuff locally and, and expect that favorable treatment.
0: Fury Gold Mines is a Canada-focused exploration and development company committed to aggressively growing its scalable high-grade gold assets with major drill campaigns planned across its 3.5 million-ounce portfolio. Fury is led by a management team of proven explorers and developers with a track record of success in advancing and financing project development. Fury Gold Mines is well-positioned to create value for investors with low-risk development growth and the potential for a new major discovery. Fury Gold Mines trades on the TSX and NYSE American the ticker f u r y to learn more go to furygoldmines.com that's furygoldmines.com you mentioned paulson what are some of the other big name americans that move down there
1: oh okay well there's definitely more than i know <laughs> <laughs> And uh, a lot of them are in a um, a city that's about 30 minutes away from here called Dorado Beach. You might've heard that come up before, but just off the top of my head, uh, you know, I follow Peter Schiff, Mike Maloney, those guys are here. Um, Adrian I Day, right? Adrian Day's asset management company is here. Yes. In fact, his office is right down the street from mine. Uh, if it wasn't for the pandemic, I would love to go knock on his door and say <laughs> hi because I'm uh, uh, well I own, I own the, uh, Euro Pacific, uh, fund, So I, am indirectly a client of his, um, off the top of my head. I mean, I know there's, there's definitely dozens more, uh, but those are the ones, those are the other YouTubers I know of. And, you know, big, you know, mining investment guys,
0: um, If so, if a listener wants to take the initial steps to looking into moving down there, just lay out some practical action steps that they could take.
1: Right. So the first thing that I did and the first thing that anybody who's like seriously thinking about it should do uh, is contact one of the many attorneys on the island here who specialize in this program. Uh, I personally use one uh, called IRW Law. Uh, they did a great job. Uh, I really enjoyed their services, but I know there's definitely a number of them to choose from. Uh, there's also accountants down here that specialize, too. So probably you would want to speak to an accountant as well and make sure that, you know, the program is a fit for you. Uh, but so that was the first thing I did. And then the second thing I did was come visit the island, which is a good idea, regardless of whether you're planning to uh, move here or not. Um, because I think it's important to see if you're going to live somewhere and you do have to live here, you know, there's, uh, you know, I've heard of, of people trying to fake it or trying to, you know, play games and stuff like that. As far as the residency aspect of it, uh, I don't personally know any of those people, uh, but you do absolutely have to move here. Uh, the minimum is you have to spend six months in a day each year here, uh, which is very easy to do. I mean, I, I certainly, I, I think at this point I'm here at least 10 months of the year. Um, but definitely visiting the island is a great idea. Uh, it's a beautiful place, it's a wonderful place to live. And uh, if you're you know, seriously considering moving here, you know you wanna check it out and actually look at neighborhoods, areas, kind of see what you like. There's you know a lot of choices in that regard.
0: So So, um, Puerto Rico is a territory of the United States. So there's that connection already and the United States military would protect it. So you'd get a lot of the benefits and they use the U.S. dollar down there, of course. Right.
1: Yeah. So, you know, culturally, it feels like a different country. Um, I would say, uh, you know, Spanish is obviously the spoken language here. Um, And of the Puerto Rican people, I don't know, it's like 50 50 whether they speak English or not. Um, so definitely brush up on your Spanish. <laughs> um, but you know, there's, there's a different culture here, but you are definitely still in the United States. You're on, the, you're using dollars. The, um, the laws are the same. The courts are the same, um, you know, within Puerto Rico, but it's the same, uh, you know, federal system. Uh, a lot of the businesses here are the same. So you can still get, you know, your fast food. Uh, I shop at Costco. We have Home Depot, Walmart, you know, all the big chains are here. So it's, you know, it's, it's kind of like a mix between living in Latin America and in the United States, but you're definitely still, you know, under American defense, as you said. Mm -hmm.
0: So there's pros and cons of any decision you laid out some of the pros, uh, without disrespecting the culture. Can you just forthrightly lay out some of the cons? Because I'm sure you (laughs) would put it all on a piece of paper, like uh, Ben Franklin and had your pros and cons before you made your decision.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I, the pros definitely do outweigh the cons, but if we're going to talk cons, um, for me, the number one con was that, uh, Amazon prime shipping isn't two days anymore. <laughs> uh, you, you still have free Amazon prime shipping for the most part, but, uh, it takes like a week or two or, you know, whatever. So I really missed that service. That's that, a first that world complaint, by the way. <laughs> yes. Yes. That is, that is a major first world problem. Uh, but, uh, beyond that though uh as far as cons i mean you know yeah there's an element of getting used to the culture it is different you know it's it's you know i love it it's you know the people here are great uh but you know coming as a gringo it takes a little bit you know of of uh learning and patience to understand how things work around here uh and there's also other logistical things with living on an island right uh you can't just get all your stuff over here that easy you have to you know ship it or you know arrange things um you know, or, you know, sometimes there's other things you want that you can't just get as easy as you might be used to. So there's some of the logistical things of being on an island. Uh, for example, I'm, I'm, I'm planning to get a house soon and getting furniture here. I mean, there are furniture stores, but, you know, you sometimes it takes longer for things to ship in, you know, those kinds of considerations. Um, but other than that, I mean, the only other con is just, you know, getting used to island life. So, you know, I mean, if you don't like the heat, I guess that's a con. I don't have that issue. You know, I'm a, I'm a beach person, so I'm perfectly happy with that. But that might not be for everybody. Um, the roads here are good. I know there's a reputation in Puerto Rico that the roads are really bad. That's not true for the most part. I mean, there's a highway system. You know, it's like driving anywhere else. But when you get down to the more local level, you know, there are potholes. There are, you know, kinds of things like that. Um, but for the most part, it's just learning to live in a different place. You know, maybe not what you're used to.
0: And is there is, a, an expat community down there that you're connected to or you have you assimilated into the local culture?
1: Yes. Uh, so a little bit of both. Uh, we've made some really good friends, some local friends that uh, we love dearly and we have a really you know, fun time with. But uh, I there is definitely a I mean, I wouldn't call it an expat culture, right, because you're not really expatriating. But there is definitely a, uh, a pretty solid community of like minded individuals uh, down here. So other uh, Act 20s and 22s are, well now it's called Act 60, I'm trying to get used to that. Uh, but other people who are business-minded, investment-minded, um, and really, I mean, just, I've met some very, very interesting people down here because it almost sort of concentrates uh, that element, you know, where like, it, it's not, it, it, you know, I live in San Juan, it's a, it's a relatively small city. So I go out, I run into people all the time I know, and uh, yeah, there's there's I think there's a there's a few thousand of us down here now, and so it's it's hard not to you know meet people that are you know doing the same thing with a like mind. So it's really cool. There's a lot of crypto guys down here. You know that that's a big thing. So if you're into crypto, there's plenty of those. And uh, but yeah, I mean I talk I talk with other investors and stuff all the time. Business people. It's really interesting.
0: Well, Alan, I appreciate this overview. And before you go, I'd like to get a little of your thoughts on how you trade. and specifically last year, what were some of your best <laughs> trades that you made? Can you share with us? You, you invest in mining stocks uh, also so
1: yeah, so 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 the 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 depth of my experience is in day trading, right? And that's a whole nother ball game, but that's like kind of how I butter my bread, so to speak. But the uh, the last couple of years, I've been you know getting into the mining stock thing. Um, I listened to guys like Schiff and Maloney for years and years and years. And, you know, around 2018, I just thought, you know, this bull, this, this equities bull market is getting really like really late cycle. And, uh, you remember at the time they were still raising rates and I was like, this can't you know, last too much longer. So that's when I started really getting into mining stocks. And, uh, I mean, last year was just quite an opportunity. I mean, it's just the, the wildest thing. I mean, I was already pretty deep in it, but, um, in, uh, you know, around in March and the probably the best trade I made last year, like most people was just loading up in March, particularly on mining stocks. I wasn't buying general equities. Uh, I, I can recall just off the top of my head, I bought a ton of Metalla, let's say around $4. Um, I was buying SLV calls, uh, going out to like 20, $30, uh, when silver was at like 14 bucks. So, uh, you know, I, I, at the time it almost felt like you could throw darts at a board. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> but definitely like listening to, uh, channels like yours, it was really, really helpful in learning. Okay. Like, which, which stocks do you want to you know buy in those situations?
0: And you're levered up with mining stocks for this year too, I understand. Right?
1: Yes. Yes. Uh, you know, one of the, one of the benefits, uh, kind of the not, not something I thought of at the time, like the obvious benefit of moving to Puerto Rico is not paying taxes. Um, but, one of the nice things when you're an investor especially in something like mining stocks right where you might have you know a few dozen stocks that you're in um is that you don't have to worry about the tax consequences when you're taking sales right which obviously we all have to think about short term long term um so I'm, I'm i'm almost constantly cycling in and out of different positions i might you know lighten up one buy it back a few days later you know sell one thing to buy another and when you don't, you, you 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 definitely have an advantage when you don't have to worry about the tax consequences of those decisions. Uh, so yeah, I'm definitely levered up with mining stocks now. Uh, always looking for new ones to buy. Your you know your uh, channel is very helpful in that. Uh, right now, I've been just one or two. I, I like uh, you know they've already run some, so I'm not you know necessarily saying jump in now. But I've I've been buying Gatto Silver uh i've been buying fury gold uh looking into tier one silver coming up they're going to get relisted soon i know so i'm definitely excited about that uh bought some arcana the other day i believe they're one of your sponsors correct Yep. so yeah uh, definitely you know continuing you know I, I i think you know right now we're in this sort of weird spot where you know we're we came off this correction in the metals last summer and, uh, you know, where we got the election behind us and stuff like that now, and it feels right now, like things are kind of, you know, going sideways in metals. But I mean, my personal inkling is that I think things are really going to start taking off soon. Excellent. So I'm, I'm continuing to purchase.
0: <laughs> well, thank you for this, uh, insightful education. And do you, are you on social media at all, or you want to remain more anonymous or do you have any public profile you'd like people to follow you at?
1: yeah I mean i'm on I'm on social media i'm on I'm on Twitter, not too much. so uh, you know i'm more, I'm more of i uh, I'm more of a taker in of information I guess than <laughs> a sharer. Put but I don't Twitter know. On. I mean after this experience, maybe I'm gonna have to maybe I'm gonna have to get into it a little bit. I can, don't know.
0: Can I put your uh, <laughs> Twitter in the show notes? Is that okay? Your public tw- uh, Twitter?
1: Yeah, yeah. so my Twitter is at uh, algarete underscore pr. Okay. It's spelled A. Well, you're gonna put it in the uh, in the show notes, right? Yep, so we'll
0: do. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Alan. Really appreciate this conversation. Thank you for educating my audience.
1: Bill, thanks for having me. It's really an honor and a pleasure. The mining business is one that generates gigantic wealth. You know, a good drill hole that converts might cost fifty
0: or a hundred thousand dollars, and it might discover something worth a couple billion. There is no sector that I know of that has offered up as many predictable circumstances uh, where there was the possibility—certainly not the certainty—but the possibility of ten for one returns, as there is in small cap and micro cap mining stocks. Concommit